Ladies and gentlemen, introducing the rewards program that loves it when you date night, bet the perfect parlay, lounge poolside, oh, shiatsu, model service, yeah, hit me, shop till you drop, and then some. Earn and redeem on countless amazing experiences at MGM Resorts. This is MGM Rewards. Why be a guest when you can be a member? Visit MGMRewards.com for more. Earning and redemption limitations may apply to certain purchases in certain states. Okay, it's time to get out the planner, top up your beverage of choice, find a cozy spot to curl up, and start dreaming up where you wanna go in the coming year. Today's episode is going to help ignite your imagination and inspire you to start making plans for 2024. My guest is Paula Twydale, the Senior Vice President of Travel at AAA. Paula has been nominated five times as one of the most powerful women in travel by Travel Agent Magazine. So she has a wealth of information about the destinations on our list today. In part one of our Hot Destinations for 2024, we're talking about the latest trends in travel and revealing some of the most sought after places we're going in the coming year. So make sure your passport is up to date and gift yourself some new luggage because why not, right? It's time for some destination dreaming. Twydale, thank you so much for joining us on Traveling with AAA. We are so glad you're here. Thank you so much for having me. Happy to be with you. You have over 35 years of experience in travel and tourism. So I have a feeling you have a lot to share with us and you have your finger on the pulse of what's coming. So I am curious to know what people are looking for in a destination for next year and if there are any trends that you're noticing already. We're seeing more people looking for unique destinations, off the beaten track, sustainable features. People want to have bragging rights and be part of something special or someplace special that really matters. We talk about identity travel and really that kind of travel has to align with their own ideals and values. And in terms of really trending, a lot of more small group touring independent day trips, extra free time to really explore on their own. They like that freedom and flexibility. I love that. The small tours and also identity travel. There's something to be said about going to a place that calls to you, really having those bucket list places. Do you think the pandemic shifted the way people travel and how they plan trips? Yeah, absolutely. I I think people try to do a lot of things on their own. And then when the pandemic happened, they really didn't have the advocacy piece. Many travelers now know quite a bit about travel insurance and the value of travel insurance as well as the knowledge base that travel advisors provide. They know the ins and outs. And and they really create an advocacy piece that is really just invaluable. I have an expression, if something happens and you've done everything on your own, who are you going to call Ghostbusters? You know, at least you can call your travel advisor and they have tools at their disposal so that they can make arrangements, they can rebook, they can really help you navigate the challenges that you may face. So I think it's a different world post-pandemic and more people using travel advisors, more people certainly buying travel insurance. How great to have somebody back home that can have your back while you're away if something comes up. We're here to talk about destinations for 2024, and we've put together a list of a few. 
What do you think stands out to you about this list? Experiences really stand out. That appeals to the senses from the diversity and destinations that you have on this list clearly appeal to the senses, the topography, the architecture, the people, the art, the cuisine, they all stand out to me in a lot of these places. And that's what people really love to be able to connect with locals and connect with the local culture. And that's what really resonates here. Yes. I love how you put that. And I love that we're going to talk a lot about food because that is one of my favorite reasons to travel. Without further ado, let's dig into our top destinations for 2024. First up, Portugal. What's great about Portugal? Why are people going there next year? Well, it is a great destination. It's been popular for a very long time. Portugal has old world charm, the freshness of the food, the colorful patterns, the pottery, the linen, so much more. The region is all lush with full-bodied wines. There's, there's so much here that's attractive. And, and whether it's the, the area of Porto, the Douro River, there's a few destinations you kind of you know zero in on in Lisbon. It has a lot to offer culturally. Now, if you had to pick between Lisbon or say a river cruise on the Douro River, can you pick? Or is it just you, when you go, you got to see the whole country? I think you can do both. Lisbon is a, an, an area where, you know, city center is, is fantastic. It's perched on a hill. You know, it makes a unique city with a lot of charm. And the architecture is Manuelin, which is like a lavish style of architecture. It's ornamental. It's indigenous to Portugal. So there's a lot to see artistically and historically there. In terms of Douro River, you certainly can take a cruise and see all the vines, colorful houses, taste some fantastic wine. You can visit this by land or cruise. You could do land and cruise combination, or you can do all cruise. So there's a lot in this area to experience. You really have an opportunity to explore the wine cellars and the Dora and Roja Valley regions. And so you, you get a really eclectic view and you have so much to choose from. That's what makes it very unique. I've never done a European river cruise, but that is top, top, top of my bucket list. And I was just watching videos of the Doro and it's just so lush and it looks very quiet and very old Europe. I love that in so much of Europe, that's what you get. You get these big, amazing historic cities and then a few miles outside, it's countryside, just like it used to be. Let's head over to South America and talk about Peru. What's magical about this high altitude destination? Why do people go there? Well, it's historic, right? Lima itself is a gastronomy capital of Latin America. There's fresh fish, whole grains, and that really fuels the soul. Great food that's good for you, and it's really unique to the area. It's the birthplace of ceviche. Best places to eat is in a trendy Barranco and Miraflores neighborhoods. So that's in the Lima area, but people always go Machu Picchu and Cusco. Machu Picchu is, that, is a highlight in Cusco. We want to look at what's the ideal time, right? So March to May and September to, through December after rainy season, there are less crowds. So you want to focus on those times. And then the, one of the questions that get asked so many times is about altitude and can they, can they, can they navigate this? It's moderate to difficult. There's no, there are no flat areas, but hikes, hiking trails do vary. So you have to be in fairly good shape. But again, dispel the myths and understand really the altitude of where you are and then, then the activity you're going to do. So the hikes might be moderate. The Machu Picchu is approximately 8,000 feet. The Sacred Valley is about 9,500. And then Cusco is 11. So the main thing is really keep hydrated, 
know your own capacity and just enjoy the area because this is really a must-see. And it's often coupled with Galapagos and Machu Picchu because you're in a region where you can go to Lima and you can go to Ecuador and then go out to the Galapagos too. Yeah, that's a good spot to do a lot of things. And you're right close to Bolivia with the salt flats. So you could really make a huge trip out of that or just see one thing at a time. If you have limited vacation time, you could do Lima and Machu Picchu or just Machu Picchu, depending on how you want to see it, because there's different ways to do it, right? You can you can hike it, or I, I think there's a train maybe that gets you there. There's a variety of ways. Absolutely. You have some options. And now the AAA Travel Minute, presented by MGM Rewards. Earn on what you love. Hurricanes, wildfires, pandemics. Unpredictable events like these can make planning travel challenging. Fortunately, travel insurance can reimburse lost prepaid expenses so that you can cancel your trip or reschedule it for a different time or even a different destination. For trips impacted by natural disasters, many travel insurance plans allow travelers to cancel or interrupt their trip if their destination is heavily affected. In addition to unexpected trip cancellations, Travel insurance also provides coverage for other things that can happen, such as travel delays or medical emergencies. This is particularly important because often U.S.-based healthcare coverage is not accepted internationally. Be sure to explore travel insurance options with your travel advisor. Protecting your trip with travel insurance will give you peace of mind, both before and during your trip, so you can enjoy it to the fullest. This AAA Travel Minute was presented by MGM Rewards. Earn on what you love. Let's go now to Japan. They just not too long ago lifted the two-year entry restriction. So people who've always wanted to go and couldn't go for several years because of the pandemic, Japan is open. Japan is ready for visitors. So that makes sense that it's on our hot destinations list for 2024. What should people do in Japan? It is on so many people's bucket list. You're right. The hot spot is a hot spot for foodies, especially in Hakada district. And it's famous for the Gurumi, which is translates to like B-grade gourmet. It's famous for small open-air food stands known as yate that serve street food like ramen. People are familiar with that and gyoza and spicy caviar omelets. So you get a really eclectic flavor of things. The pork broth style of ramen is from this area of Fukuoka and is still a, a local specialty. We recently did an episode featuring Don George, who lives in Japan some of the year. And We learned so much about how many islands there are and how they're all different and the different cities have such different characters. So it's it's not just Tokyo. It's not just Kyoto. There's so much more. And if you want to see it all, you really do have to plan in advance. It's not a destination you just sort of rock up to and see the whole thing. So let's talk about Croatia. The coastline is what Croatia is mostly known for. Why do you think this makes it a great destination for 2024? I've been there in a a couple of different destinations within Croatia, and it's cool architecture, friendly people, nice wine, lovely olive oil. It it has something for everybody. It's still affordable. Uh, It's more expensive than its neighboring countries, but still affordable compared to other EU cities. You can look at Dubrovnik or Split or Zagreb. The coastline is absolutely magnificent. Because there's such beautiful coastline, there's quite a few cruise ports, right? So I imagine those get pretty busy, especially in the summertime. Absolutely. And the best time to tackle the crowds, if you will, is to walk, take a taxi or bus. And you want to visit before 9 a.m. and after 4 p.m. You can take a water taxi to escape the crowds. 
and really get a chance to see the botanical gardens and visit the ruins of the Benedictine monastery. There's so much in the coastal beauty because it's built on Roman ruins, places like Split, Game of Thrones, right? And then filming the series there and Diocletian Palace. And there were quite a few locations within Dubrovnik, Dubrovnik being the walled city, right? Croatia has lovely wines. Croatia has great olive oil. So you're going to have a great trip no matter what you do. It's been on my bucket list for a while to do sort of either a yachting or a sailing trip around the Croatian coast because it is so pretty. And you really do, when you see those aerial images of the old walled city and you can go back and kind of superimpose it with Game of Thrones scenes, it's really cool to see it in real life what the inspiration was. If it's still on your bucket list, you better do it. (laughs) Let's go to the land down under, Australia. What's good in Oz next year? What's not good in Australia next year? You really can spend weeks there because it's so massive. But if we talk about Melbourne itself, you know, it's a, first of all, keep in mind, Australia is opposite season. So you have an opportunity. You want to escape the cold here. You want to get to Australia during the wintertime. Our wintertime is this summer. So that's really cool. Yeah, people don't realize that Melbourne is the famous brunch culture, right? (laughs) It's also known for its art district, museums, and it's really a favorite for cricket. Australia is is a must-see, and you really have to have the time. You know, I would advocate, I would really go on a limb here and say, if you're going to go to Australia, you're there. You're on, you do the Trans-Pacific, and it's a bucket list. Australia, New Zealand, and Fiji. So you get a little bit of respite on the end before you come home back to the U.S., right? Cairns, it's the gateway to the Great Barrier Reef. It's beautiful. You get on a, on a boat and get over the Great Barrier Reef. It's, it's a lot of fun. Visitors can ride the Coranda Scenic Railway through Queensland, the ancient rainforest, or soar on the sky rail over the rainforest on a cable car. So Cairns offers quite a bit. Farther north, you have the Dantree National Park, one of the few places in the world you can see rainforests and also see white sand beaches, coral reefs, and altogether you can see that from the shoreline. So it's really magnificent what you can take in. I would advocate a huge trip to Australia and maybe save it for when you can make that long journey and do it and do it right and see many locations other than the ones that we're highlighting. That's a really good point because from North America, it's a hike. That is not a flight that you want to take too many times unless you really just love long flights. That's not, that is not my favorite thing. The West Coast is not too bad. For us that were on the East Coast of the, of the country, it's a 23-hour flight. It's a long flight, but worth the journey. So you want to get rest when you get there, but rather just see everything and then really make it worth your while. That's what I'm advocating anyway. That's that's the world according to Paula. So <laughs> take it for what it's worth. It makes a ton of sense. If it's a more difficult place to get to, then save up that vacation time and see as much as you can at once. It's actually what I did. I did Fiji, then New Zealand, then Australia, and I still didn't have time to see it all. Australia is massive. And then not to mention all the animals. They have so many cool different animals that you can see all over the place. So there's kangaroos walking down the road, literally. There's koalas just up in the eucalyptus trees. And it's really exciting to see these things. And all the wallabies. And we talked about the Daintree National Park. I think that's the only place in the world you can see cassowaries. They're kind of ostrichy, ugly bird things, but they keep the whole rainforest running. And I think that's one of the only places you can see them. That is an incredibly rich, diverse area that takes you from rainforest into Great Barrier Reef, just all in this one beautiful area. 
it's awesome. It's worth seeing. It, it rivals, you know, any national park anywhere and is definitely a good one to see. Today, we've explored the best of Portugal, Peru, Japan, Croatia, and Australia. But that's not the end of our list, dear listeners. In our next episode, Paula will be back to tell you about five more hot destinations to consider adding to your 2024 bucket list. So be sure to tune in. Paula Twydale, thank you for joining us. And thank you, our listeners, for being with us. If you're planning a trip, please be sure to connect with a AAA travel advisor. Check out AAA.com forward slash travel or visit your local branch. This podcast is a production of Auto Club Enterprises. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe and leave us a review. I'm Angie Orth. Thank you for traveling with AAA.